About two hours north of Sacramento, California, was a quaint little town called Paradise. I say was because most of the town is gone. In November of 2018, more than 90% of the town was consumed in a wildfire that ripped through the town with astonishing speed. Thousands were forced to flee their homes and businesses with only minutes of warning. Many became surrounded by flames, having nowhere safe to run. Through the flames and smoke, firefighters and police answered desperate calls for help. Fire trucks and bulldozers crossed through the flames to reach the trapped people and pull them to safety. After one group was safe, they turned their equipment back towards the inferno and began searching for others in need. While this tragedy cost the lives of more than 80 people, it would have been much worse but for the courage and dedication of those first responders and other people willing to answer the call for help. If someone was asked the simple question, would you walk into a wildfire? No sane person would answer yes. But if the question was, would you try and rescue someone trapped in a wildfire? The answer for many would be yes. It is the fact that others are in danger that makes the difference. In our podcasts on the Psalms, we have talked about how they provide an insight into David's relationship with God. David is described as having a heart like God's, and he freely and publicly demonstrated what that heart was like. We have talked about how in one Psalm, David pleads for help, and in another, he describes seeking God like a thirsty man in the desert searching for water. We get an intimate view of a king a man, a father, a warrior, and how all of that is changed and guided by his connection to God and his love of God. These songs were written to be shared and sung publicly so that the people could learn from David about his faith and relationship with God. Another lesson that David teaches us by his poems and songs is that we need to pray for others. He also shows us how to pray for others. Psalm 20 takes a very different point of view than most of the other psalms we have discussed. Instead of using terms like I, me, mine, this song is focused on others. It gets even more interesting later on when David uses words like we, including himself with his people in the prayer. It would be easy to view David as removed and aloof from the people. He was the king after all. But that is not the reality of David. One place we can see this attitude and mindset is in Psalm 20. He says in verse 5, We sing for joy. The king would sing with his people, especially a song of celebration. But the psalm does not start with celebration, but with a call for help in times of trouble. Now, that is not unusual in the psalms. But what is different is that David is not talking about his personal crisis, but someone else's crisis. The psalm begins, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. David was a very complex individual. He was, of course, a king, but he was a great warrior, a father, a husband, a poet, and a friend. 
it is hard to wrap all of these qualities into one image to be able to picture the man. But as best you can, visualize this. The king walks up to you, places his hand on your shoulder, and looks you in the eye and says, I know things are hard right now, but I have brought your name and your struggle up before the God of heaven. I am praying for you. But there is an idea here that is easy to miss if we only think of ourselves and what we need or the trouble that we are in. This is David's prayer asking for God's help for others, while teaching us at the same time to consider and pray for others ourselves, especially those facing problems. David says, Would you acknowledge the struggle others have and offer a prayer to God on their behalf? To some degree, David's words here answer the question about how we can react to the needs of others. The first answer is for us to bring their name and struggles up before God. Look again at David's words. He writes, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. He says trouble is coming, and the rescue is found in the God of Jacob. At the time that David writes these words, it had been about a thousand years since his ancestor Jacob had been alive. Yet the God of Jacob had been faithful and fulfilled his promises to Jacob's descendants, of which David was one. This is the God of promise and commitment. There is a direct line from the God of Jacob to David, and a very direct line from the God of David to us. When we read and consider Psalm 20, or any of the Psalms of David, we are learning about the God that has always been faithful to his promises, whether for the thousand years from Jacob to David, or from the three thousand years from David to us. If David put his confidence in God and was not disappointed, we can do the same and never be disappointed. But Psalm 20 takes this to a different level. David teaches us there is more to it than just treating each other well, but that we should be asking God that someone else prosper and thrive. But this is not just a greeting card sentiment, but very practical aid in a crisis. Verses 2 and 3 read, May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all of your offerings in regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. During the early moments of the Paradise Fire, calls began coming into the emergency 911 call center. People were pleading for help for someone to come and put out the fire. But the fire was so large and moving so fast that the fire and police departments could not put it out. Their focus became getting people out of the way of this moving wall of flame. Homes and businesses were lost and precious possessions consumed. But hundreds of people lived because others answered those desperate calls for help. At the same time, fire and police departments from all over Northern California began pouring into the area to lend a hand. Before the fire was finally out, more than 5,000 fire and law enforcement personnel had flooded the area, answering the call for help. This song from David asked that there be people that answer others' call for help. But is a crisis the only moment we should consider the God of Jacob? 
consider David's perspective in life. He placed God as the focal point of his very existence. His devotion had been to honor and worship God and build his relationship from that devotion. He asks in prayer that others acknowledge God in worship and that true devotion be recognized by the faithful God of Jacob. As an extension of that, we should learn to worship as we should and help others to worship in a way that is acknowledged by God. This brings us to the celebration. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. The survivors of the Paradise Fire, scattered as individuals and families, looked for temporary housing and basic needs. Some fled to shelters while others stayed with loved ones in other towns. As the scope of the disaster became evident, people wondered if their friends had escaped the flames. But soon people began getting reconnected through phone calls and emails. Often those discussions ended with a promise to meet sometime soon. Those meetings were often filled with tears. Some tears were shed over the loss of homes and possessions, but many more were tears of joy shed over friends being reunited. David says, We have seen the crisis pass. Now is the time to raise the flags and get the celebration started. The king is right there, shouting and hugging and crying with everyone else. This is not out of character for David. When he moved the items of worship into Jerusalem for the first time, he was so filled with joy, the record says that David danced with all his might. David celebrates how the God of heaven impacts his life and the life of others. Raise the flags in celebration of the help God has provided. What does this say about our relationship with God? There is a time to offer prayer on behalf of those in crisis. And there is a time to go charging into the flames to help rescue those in danger. And there is a time to celebrate the rescue or the passing of the crisis. We should look for and acknowledge the mercy and help God provided. And even if we do not directly participate in the rescue, we can see how quiet dedication, moral courage, a love for others, wisdom in a crisis, and even a shift in the wind direction should be seen as coming from God and celebrated. Up to now, we have seen how David teaches us about praying for others, that we can respond ourselves in a crisis, and that we can celebrate the rescues and victories as coming from God. But David wants us to consider a question. What do we trust? Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. In some ways, the story of the Paradise Fire is a cautionary tale. If you had asked a citizen of Paradise what would happen if there was a fire in town, they would have responded that the fire department would have put it out. No one could have imagined a fire so large and so fast that the fire department would be helpless to stop it. But that is the way life often works. We assume the doctors will find a cure, the brakes will stop the car before it crashes, or that the police will arrive in time. But it often does not happen that way. 
That is not to say the doctors, the police, or the fire department are somehow at fault, but we sometimes forget that they are bound by human limits, just as we are. Two things stand out in this verse. David uses the pronoun, we. He speaks of our faith and conviction as related to his own. Remember him talking about worship and celebration? And he also uses the phrase, the Lord our God. The phrase itself has a sense of connection and belonging. He is the powerful ruler of all things, the unique one unlike any other. This is the true God of power and promise. He keeps his promises and hears our prayers. If we trust in anything else, we fail. But for those who are connected, we rise up and stand firm. We rise up and stand firm. So David teaches us to pray for others. He says that our true hope is in God, not in the strength of man. He says we should respond to need and celebrate the victories. He connects that to the honoring and acknowledgement of God, what we call worship. He connects himself to all of this by saying, we trust in the Lord our God. The last phrase is startling. Lord, give victory to the king and answer when we call. We began with the image of David saying to us, I am praying for you. Now at the end of this psalm, David says, please pray for me. You and I know that success is in God's hands. Let's pray together. The king says he needs our prayers. This is someone living what they teach. This is someone leading by example. He says, let's pray to our God. Are you willing to answer the desperate call for help, the call for those that need our prayers? Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want additional information, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or on our website at truthseekers.org. That's truthseekers.org.